0: This is Closer to the Fire from the Voice of the Martyrs Canada with a focus on the persecuted church around the world. I'm Greg Musselman. There are over 6,000 people groups in the world where the population is less than 2% Christian. And 60% of those groups considered unreached for the Gospel of Jesus Christ live in countries where Protestant missionaries cannot enter. The followers of Jesus in these countries are often persecuted and isolated because of their faith. But as you know, the message of God's love is reaching them through various means, including radio broadcasts that cannot be stopped. And to join me to talk about the power of radio spreading the gospel around the world is Tim Whitehead. Tim, is the executive director of Galcom Canada, a partner of the Voice of the Martyrs Canada. Tim, welcome to Closer to the Fire. Greg, it is an honor. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we are friends, and uh, so appreciate you taking the time to be with us, and we're going to talk more about our partnership and all the amazing things that God is doing. But before we do that, uh, you just recently received a report from your partners in Ukraine that their recording studio used for children's programs was damaged by an attack by Russia.
1: Yeah, this is a real unfortunate one. We work with a group called um, Action International, uh, a lady by the name of MJ Grant. She's been doing years and years, decades, working with children. And she has a wonderful program called CBS for Kids, Chronological Bible Storing for Kids. And so she's been working on this program. She's got it in Spanish, Urdu, and now she's working on Ukrainian and Russian Bible stories that explain the Bible from Genesis through to Revelation, all wonderfully made for kids. And so she's got a pastor there in the Ukraine working on it, He was then conscripted into the army, was still working on it. But then, as you mentioned, the studio that he was working in was was hit by a missile. And so the the work is up, uh, kind of up in the air. We're not sure when he's going to be able to restart, when he's going to get recording equipment again. And um, it's humbling for us at GELCOM. We're kind of behind the scenes. We're here safe and sound in Canada, partnering with so many people on the literal front lines, trying to get the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of peace and hope, forgiveness, and in, in this case, to children. So, yeah, please be praying for Vitali, for his wife Oksana, um, and for the work that they're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean the situation in Ukraine—it's so desperate. I mean, when you listen to the news reports and the continued shelling, and you know, making it so the, the you know the people of Ukraine you know don't have heat, they don't have uh, electricity—it's such a difficult situation. But Tim, we know that. And again, we pray that this will stop and there will be peace. You know, in Ukraine. In fact, my neighbors are from Ukraine. They're actually pastors here in the city of Edmonton, and I know it's just breaking everybody's heart. But what's going on? But in the midst of all that, God is working, and I'm sure you're hearing reports of uh, you know what's happening in Ukraine, in spite of all the death and destruction.
1: Yeah, one of our other partners there in the Ukraine is the Far East Broadcasting Corporation, right. and when the war started, uh, their country director, Victor Aktarov offered his staff, you can leave, let's get out, we'll go to Poland, we can do the work. Everyone, everyone on their staff chose to stay. And so they are broadcasting every day, f- formally, you know, terrestrial broadcasting. We've sent over to what we call our omni stations. These are portable radio stations that can be moved around and set up and torn down in minutes because one of their stations or a couple of their stations were destroyed. So they're broadcasting, they're doing all sorts of digital media work. And they're doing humanitarian work and they're just helping people and counseling them. But this is the power of the gospel that even in the worst of circumstances, it is only Jesus Christ that can bring peace and hope in the midst of the, the terror and, and war and so on. So they stayed to bring that eternal hope. So, Pray for Faris Broadcasting, Their workers there, they're doing incredible work um, right in the midst of the worst possible circumstances.
0: Yeah, and as you know, Tim, and, uh, you know, for us at Voice of the Martyrs, for Galcom, also I work with Crossroads Christian Communications, 100 Huntley Street. Uh, we all have, you know, friends that are in Ukraine in various kinds of ways and helping the situation, whether it be the Bible school students, uh, you know, in Ukraine and, and the orphans and all the things that are going on. Personally, it it really touches our heart and it uh, causes anguish because we know what's going on. But as you mentioned, it's in these times where there is distress that people often turn to Jesus, which makes what you're
1: doing, what Voice of the Martyrs is doing, what Huntley Street is doing, so important. Yeah, I oh I have kind of a, a saying here. It's that, that well, actually, the Bible says it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And I've kind of expounded it's hard for a comfortable man. You know, in Canada, the U.S., it's so easy. Uh, God must be a blessing. I must be okay. But when hardship happens, we have to start asking ourselves the tough questions. And the, the big tough question, what happens when I die? Why am I here on earth? Now we're searching. And of course, you know, Jeremiah promises us, they know if you search me, you'll find me. That's what God promises us mm-hmm. in the book of Jeremiah. So, and and speaking of the, the personal touch, Greg, I don't think I've ever mentioned this to you. My mom's name is Olga Haidakavich. Wow. So I have a very close tie to the Ukraine. And so we have family there, very close friends. My, my parents were involved in, in Awana clubs, the children's ministry. And they did a lot of training over in the Ukraine because of my mom's being bilingual. And so lots of connections. So, yeah, this is breaking our hearts. But we're, we're seeing our friends that are involved with FEBC, Awana, um, Bible Center Movement, and so on, Bible Center Ministries. They're doing incredible work. Yeah. And, yes, they are seen dozens, hundreds of people coming to Christ because they've stayed and they're showing the truth and love uh, of Jesus Christ.
0: I know that's why we do it we do and that keeps us going and I know sometimes uh, you're in Hamilton and I'm in Edmonton and we have you know relative peace here of course Canada has its issues but nothing like what's going on currently in Ukraine. I- I'm just feeling prompted by the Holy Spirit I haven't done this before but cuz we usually pray at the end but Tim can you just lead us in prayer right now for Ukraine and then we're going to talk about Galcom and uh some of the other things that are happening around the world but uh, cuz I know that's that's heavy on my heart I know it is on your heart and uh, of course even here in Alberta we have so many Ukrainians That live in this uh, wonderful province that have really built alberta and have built canada so let's pray can you just lead us tim
1: yeah father we just uh, pause because we don't understand and and the the question often um, unbelievers will ask us is why does a loving god let bad things happen and we stand here and we don't understand lord why and but we trust you as the sovereign lord of this universe that you are in complete control. You're in complete control of this world on the big macro level, but you're also in control in each individual life. And Lord, whatever your purposes are, we submit to them because we know that ultimately all things work together for good. Uh, Not that the situation themselves aren't good, but they will work together for good. And so Lord, we know uh, you have a great plan. And we see as as missionaries, as, as your servants, hundreds, thousands of people coming to Christ in the midst of this tragedy, and they will have eternal life, whatever happens to them here. And so we celebrate, Lord, what you can do in the midst of tragedy. But Lord, we pray for peace. We pray that you would intervene somehow, that you would bring peace, that you would bring safety to these ordinary people, just trying to live their life. And and Lord, often when we pray for you to make a, a difference, you talk right back to our hearts, help us and our friends that are listening with us today, to do something to make a difference to yes. provide help or change our hearts make us care more help us to love more we pray this in jesus name amen
0: amen thank you so much tim okay let's talk about uh, galcom uh sure. first of all for those that are not familiar
1: the name galcom yeah well calm Communication. That's yeah. the easy part. Yeah, uh, But the gal actually comes from the Hebrew. I don't know how good you are at Hebrew there, uh, Greg, but it mm-hmm. comes from some people. <laughs> <laughs> I can just make up anything. No. Uh, Psalm 37.5 says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will bring it to pass. The Hebrew word for commit is gal. But with many Hebrew words, there's multiple meanings. Uh, so Gal, the Sea of Galilee, is the sea with waves. It's very shallow. You we know, hear all these, read all these stories in the Bible of Jesus calming the storms and walking the water mm-hmm. of the Sea of Galilee. So Gal also means wave. These waves roll up onto things. Well, we chose the name because radio travels by waves sound by waves oh, okay. and so there's multiple meanings, you know, and, uh, and actually when we were founded, there was three founders, one here from Canada, one from Florida and the U S and one was a tent making missionary in Tiberius, Israel on the shores of the sea of Galilee. Galilee yes. <laughs> his factory was called Galtronics. He was making cell phone antennas. God miraculously brought these three men together. And the first radios for Galcom were made in the Galtronics factory. So we encourage everyone, make waves. As, as a Christian, you want to get into somewhere, make waves, make an impact, and got the sound, Psalm 37.5. So, all that together, GALCOM.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for that lesson. That I, I like that, uh, the waves. That <laughs> That's great. And there will be an exam at the end for all you listening <laughs> to the podcast. Okay. Let's talk about the history of GALCOM, because I know a big part of it is that missionary heart. Uh, you know, We were talking about Ukraine and all that's happening and, and all around the world where people are are dying and perishing and there's all this violence and things going on, but we want to see people in heaven. So I know that's really a part of what GALCOM is all about and, and taking the gospel to some of these very dangerous places.
1: Yeah, the, GALCOM kind of was a result of three or four other Christian radio ministries back in the time of the Cold War. Um, There's some wonderful ministries, Transworld Radio, I already mentioned Far East Broadcasting and another one now called Reach Beyond, it used to be called HCJB. And they had shortwave radio stations. The beauty of shortwave is you can be in one country and broadcast over thousands of miles into other countries. So when Soviet Union had, you know, was the Iron Curtain and then China, the Bamboo Curtain missionaries couldn't get into these countries. These three radio ministries all met together and said, look, let's work together. We're going to start a campaign we're going to call World by 2000. We're going to cover the whole world with Christian radio. Well, our founders realized in their travels that these people didn't own radios. Uh, Our Canadian founder, Alan McGuirl, was working for Gospel Recordings, now the Global Recordings Network. And he's in North Africa handing out um, recorded cassette players and record players. Yes, record players, vinyl record players. And he knew there was a broadcast in the area, and he looked at the grass huts and the people, sustenance farming, and he said, these people will never hear the radio broadcast. Hmm. God spoke to him and said, Alan, you get the radios, you make them radios, and that's how we started. So this this idea of reaching into areas where missionaries can't go, reaching into areas uh, where there's persecuted Christians. Where they have to listen in private. That was the impetus of the solar-powered, fixed-tuned radios that GALCOM makes. And so we started, actually, the first radios were made in Israel, as I mentioned, passed through the what was called the Good Fence into Lebanon. I don't know if you remember, Lebanon used to be a Christian nation. Yes. So very, very porous border between Israel and Lebanon. We took 40,000 radios. I say we, I wasn't around quite then yet. Um, but they passed the radios through the fence, and they were distributed all over the Middle East where a white Western Christian missionary couldn't go. And then that radio station there in Lebanon was broadcasting all over and could reach these people with the gospel. So unreached people, groups, creative access countries, radio solves all these issues.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. And, and the work and, you know, having to get, you know, getting to know Alan, he is just a one on fire guy and, of those uh, guys who remind you there's no retirement in the kingdom of god he just keeps going strong and uh, we just again so appreciate him so tim let's talk about then the partnership with the voice of the martyrs canada why is that important especially when it comes to the persecuted church
1: yeah you said partnership that is the key for us at galcom for everything we don't have missionaries around the world um when alan started the ministry we realized we don't know the context and culture very well in all these countries. So we're always going to be the support team. We're always going to come alongside and help that local pastor or that missionary going into an area with tools, specifically radio to larger audience, you know, larger area with a radio broadcast. And of course those little radio solar powered radio receivers. And so what our, the importance with VOM is we can't get into these countries. We don't have the connections. We don't have boots on the ground. Um, we're not that crazy. no, I shouldn't say that you guys are wonderful. this is the, <laughs> this is the point. You have the people that have been called by God that mm-hmm. that God has created them in a way that they're going to go into these areas where people absolutely need to hear the truth of the gospel where most people aren't going to go. and so we're going to give them hundreds, thousands of audio Bibles that they can take in and hand out face to face and have that I, I like to say radio is the most efficient way to share the gospel, not mm-hmm. the best. The best is always face-to-face, sharing-your-life relationship. But you add the radio, you add the audio Bibles that we have on our radios. You give that to someone with VOM, a VOM worker on the ground somewhere, and we're doing a lot of work in West Africa. Um, they meet somebody. There's a relationship. Here, take this and listen to this. And then they go on. And that's the, the real important part of that partnership, is those boots on the ground, That the best way of evangelism, the face-to-face relationship.
0: And I love the thing, you know, when you do talk about partnership, because, you know, Voice of the Martyrs, uh, you know, we're here in Canada, and I've traveled extensively, you know, gathering reports and being there, but going to the countries like Colombia is an example so i got columbia paracusto with our good friend russell Stendhal and you talk about boots on the ground going into some of the most dangerous places that russell goes to uh just an amazing person and then then dropping those galcom radios these little parachutes that are actually made in canada as well along with bibles into some of the most dangerous places and still in Colombia, we think of the farc gorillas and even though there's been some peace there's still a lot of uh, turmoil there but god uses these these radios and i you know had to Privilege of being in some very remote places of in Colombia, because I know, unfortunately I don't speak Spanish, but I knew that the gospel was uh, was coming through. So it's just a wonderful uh, opportunity that God gives us, and again, the, the Holy Spirit uses many very unique ways. And I agree, it's it is the one on one. But I was just recently reading a report from Nepal as an example where there was just one Christian in this particular village, and he was you know sharing the gospel, going through persecution but he was praying that others would come to the Lord and they have, and now they've got these audio Bibles that they're listening to and being discipled. So, I mean, it goes on and on and on, and it's it's just amazing. I think sometimes when we get in sort of the the nuts and bolts of ministry, we forget of you know how powerful that the Lord is using you know various ways to doing that. So, Tim, when when you look at the work of Galcom, and there's so many amazing things going on, but what are some of the the challenges that you're having in terms of you know the mandate to bring the gospel into some very difficult places?
1: Yeah. I'd i think everybody's heard on the news about supply chain shortages everybody knows that inflation is up and if you're in any type of electronics your parts come from the far east and so we're making radios with audio bibles we we need memory chips we need all of these other silicon made chips and it's tough to get them and we're told you've got an 80 week lead time 80 week lead time and they said yeah you got to order now for next year and a half i'm thinking i don't know what's going to happen in a couple months never mind in 2024 so that's been difficult. But uh, and, it's, and the, as I was sharing with our board, we had our board meeting recently. I said, it's this two-handed thing. It's good stewardship. Do we only order a, a small amount because we don't want to overextend? Or is it faith? And we go out boldly and we buy a whole bunch and, and we're kind of stuck in this middle and and you don't want to test God. and uh, you know, So it's yeah, you know, a, yeah. been a real challenge in our faith. We've been praying a lot. We really appreciate prayers. Just managing the supply chain, managing these extra costs. And it has been amazing to see God provide um every step of the way we've we've never been short of funds we've never had to slow down production we've always found a way to do it um so that's that's the biggest challenge the second one is just access to countries there's fewer flights there's fewer ways to get things shipped there's it's harder i don't know why but all of a sudden countries that used to be easy for us christian i'm doing air quotes Mm -hmm. you know christian nations like kenya or zambia Suddenly we make a shipment and there's a whole bunch of red tape and extra customs and taxes. I'm like, where, where did this come from? Yeah. And so it just, it just the level of difficulty to do normal business um, is is raising. So it, we're used to the persecution. We're used to our, the, the challenges our pastors and, and missionary partners have. But this is a new level of just, why, Lord? Why does this have to be so hard?
0: Yeah, he, he wants people to hear about him more than we do. Yeah. And there are some challenges. And I guess when we're in the kind of ministries we're in, Tim, and the people that we interact with, uh, we shouldn't be surprised that there's going to be opposition and difficulty and frustration. I mean, that's just a part of the walk with the Lord Jesus. Now, of course, Gelcom and Voice of the Martyrs have a partnership. And, you know, VOM, it's, you know, the persecuted church. So can you just maybe share some stories? And I know getting information there's security issues and uh you know making contact and communication with persecuted christians because it can be dangerous for them even to reach out to somebody from the west but uh, maybe just talk about some of the interaction you've had uh with persecuted christians
1: but you mentioned russell stendhal we got we at least got to tell a little bit of this story here because <laughs> yeah. he was working in Colombia. he was taken captive by the FARC rebels, 150 days, beaten and tortured, dragged through the jungle until his family paid the $50,000 ransom to get him freed. You don't get much more persecuted than that, than being you know, kidnapped by terrorists and beaten. But he came out of the situation and said, look, these guys are in worse shape than I was when they had me captive. They're captive to the Marxist-Atheist ideology. Their families are at risk. If they ever left the FARC, they, their families could be killed. And he says, they need to know the truth of Christ. And that's when he set up the radio station to cover the entire nation of Columbia. Talk about faith. I mean, no. massive, high-powered shortwave station to, to cover an entire country. Then through sheer providence of God, he heard about us, started handing out the radios, and then realized that in those really dangerous areas, as you mentioned, flying over the jungle, getting shot at, and dropping these radios by parachute. But, and here's the, the impact, though. So he all the troubles he went through, all the trials, the, the, the persecution, the early christians that coming out of the farc these guys would come out of the jungle tell me more about jesus i i need this hope and peace in my life and Colombia brokered peace the government in the farc brokered peace and who was at the mediating table russell yes <laughs> the special mediator so god just answered his prayers for peace in Colombia. And, and russell always said no amount of fighting is going to solve the problem there's going to be no political situation or solution it's only the hope that Jesus Christ can bring when people ask forgiveness and forgive others. That's the only hope for Colombia, And he saw it. And so now I think I'm allowed to say this. He's now pointed his radio antennas into Venezuela. And so he yeah. just won't stop. And so no. I think that's all I can say. I, that's all I can say about his work <laughs> in Venezuela, but he's now broadcasting pointing at Venezuela, preaching Jesus Christ and peace and forgiveness and reconciliation. So, He's the he's the poster boy for for us in radio working in, in persecuted nations. Um, as far as some current stories. Uh, yeah, we can't name countries. Um, but we had a, a pastor who had trained some young men, and he sent them into an area, uh, an Islamic area, um, and they were martyred. And he thought, what have I done? He, he he had guilt because he'd sent these young men, he had trained them for, for years, and they were killed as they went into an area. And he thought, how am I ever going to reach this area with the gospel? And then someone said, well, radio. Radio will reach into the, this area. So he called us up. We built a radio station. He began broadcasting in this area. And within months, there was a church established from people listening to the gospel, wanting to know more. And it's just just phenomenal the impact that this pastor now has. Yeah. He can walk freely in this area. Uh, people respect him. Uh, we're working in another area. Again, we, we, we codenamed this people group the Lima. Okay. And um, we have two workers there, that Galcom USA. We have a sister ministry, Galcom USA, with ours, Galcom Canada here. And they've been funding these two workers um, in this area to reach out to these Lima people. And they provided them with solar powered audio Bibles, and we're working with a the ministry there to to change their antenna structure to get into this area. And it's the same story I think that Russell shared in Columbia, that this first pastor I shared about. Now this group here, these people are in bondage. They live in fear. They they when they hear the story that Jesus Christ can bring them peace of mind can remove the shame of their sin because most of these things are very Mm -hmm. works-based. Islam is very works-based. Even these Colombian terrorists, it was all, you know, you got to earn your way. I mean, you're an atheist. You got to just be good. I don't know. But Christ brings such peace in their life. So that's what we're hearing back from our partners working in persecuted areas. When people hear the gospel, oh, the, the, the peace. It's just peace that you can get through Jesus Christ.
0: It's amazing, you know, and as you're talking about Russell, and I've had the privilege of being in Colombia several times, and Russell and his family are very close friends. My daughter, Sarah, actually was involved in the making of the movie La Montaña, Uh, you know, just phenomenal. But I remember meeting a guy called Helmer, and he was a FARC commander, and was responsible for having churches attacked, and, you know, people were killed, Christians died, and I mean, it was just a, he was just a really bad guy. But Russell reached out to him, and uh, Helmer made a decision to follow Jesus. And uh, now he's got a at least the last time when I was there, he had a little radio station in his house. And uh, just in the days before we were there, they were, you know, some of the people in the area were, you know, harassing him and throwing things at his home. And now here's this, you know, hardened former commander of the FARC now has experienced the peace of Jesus and is doing amazing things. And then being able to even go up in some of these high places where these transmitters are, you know, so Russell's radio station, uh, you know, then there's the transmitter and then there's the Gelcom radio uh, and people's church actually in Toronto uh, had funded this particular transmitter. So, you know, Canadians, we have a lot of uh, vested kingdom interest in Columbia and, and all over the world. So, I mean, I just, it's just so powerful that the, the, you know, the gospel getting through to people uh, in through various ways, including radio. So, you know, Tim, as people are listening to this podcast, uh, you know, they support the voice of the martyrs. What would you say to them about the partnership between VOM Canada and GALCOM?
1: I, I think, like I said earlier, it's VOM is absolutely essential to us at GALCOM because they have workers that are risking their lives on the ground. So, this is the, the, the point. We can make all the radios we want, but if someone doesn't hand it to someone or drop it out of an airplane, um, it, it, someone's got to deliver it. And there's got to be someone there that's that's the Christian face. Uh, you mentioned some of those statistics about unreached people groups at the beginning of, the, of our conversation. One of the marks of unreached people groups is many of these people groups, never mind not being reached with the gospel, they've never even met a Christian. Mm. There's been nobody there. And so... VOM is is cutting edge frontline battlefield kind of work going into areas where it is really it's it's life and death. you know you get you talk to the wrong person about your fate, you can die and and so mm-hmm. uh, for supporters of VOM, you need to pray every day for the anonymous uh, you know secret pseudonym named workers around the world. I know whenever you put them in the literature, it's always a fake name and a blurred photograph. We need to pray for these men and women every day. Because um, they're it. If if they're not there, then people groups of thousands may never hear the gospel. And then, of course, our partnership—we pray that we can keep providing these tools so um, these workers are able to multiply themselves. We we often talk about the, the power of radio expands your reach and multiplies your impact. So, worker goes into an area, shares a little bit about the gospel, hands them a solar audio Bible, and says, "Listen to this." They mm-hmm. can go on to the next village. The witness is still there, and they do it again and again. And so, they may not get back to that first village for months and months and months. But that person's hearing the Holy Spirit inspired, empowered Word of God every day in their mother tongue because of the work that we're doing together.
0: Yeah, it, it is phenomenal and it's exciting. Do you get? My, I, I mean, I talk about the persecuted Christians, but are, are you, do you get much feedback? You know, from around the world, uh, from people that have been impacted because of the having those Galcom radios.
1: Never as much as we want, but yeah, we love it when a pastor or missionary t- calls back and tells us a story. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've been down to Haiti a lot of, up until now, this recent anarchy, but I was taking short term mission teams down to Haiti and I remember meeting witch doctors and they, I, I particularly the first one I met, I was really nervous and he wanted to know what this Blanc, this white guy was doing in his village and uh, he wanted to talk to me and I thought, Lord, please protect me. Mm-hmm. Voodoo there is very tangible and real. And nice. um it's it's not like you see in the movies, little ghosts and stuff. No, there's real stuff going there. And we got, a conver- you know, what are you doing? I'm telling people about Jesus. You know, what are you talking about? And I handed him a radio. This is for you. Why don't you listen to the local, the Christian radio station there? And some conversation went between him and the translator and he lifts up his shirt, had you all know, these burn marks and cuts. And he says, sometimes I get into the trance and the demon possesses me and throws me into the fire. And and I wake up and I'm burned and, tired and and I said to him, you know, I've served Jesus my whole life. I've never had to be afraid of what he'd do to me. And so that wow. man's life was changed because of the testimony of what Jesus has done for me. And so that was a really good one firsthand. But we've heard stories like that in Burkina Faso, Sierra Leone, where voodoo's prevalent. We've heard stories uh, similar like that in Indonesia, where an imam and um, who's just tormented and tortured and, and he hears the gospel of christ he comes to christ and basically his whole village everywhere he is influenced they all become christians because now he's preaching the gospel and so these are the stories we love to hear of this incredible massive transformation you know not just someone who's never heard of jesus but someone who's been absolutely opposed to jesus holy spirit's power yeah. transforms them and now they're they're a, an, an evangelist a missionary themselves
0: I know one of the things that keeps me going, Tim, is, you know, to hear the stories. It's hard to hear, uh, you know, especially was recently in Nigeria and you hear of all the, you know, the abuse that many of these women have gone through in Pakistan, India, but then you also hear how God is working and, you know, using the voice of the martyrs and our partners in Galcom and all those ministries that are bringing the, you know, the message of hope, because really that's all that we have to look forward to. Uh, you know, I know in my age group now, people that, uh, that I went to school with, worked in broadcasting, have passed away. Their life on earth has ended. And I think that should not scare us, but should motivate us, uh, you know, to get this message of Jesus out. Now, there are opportunities as well at GALCOM, especially the people in the greater Toronto area. And you're in Hamilton. Um, Tell me about some of the things that people can do. Because you and uh, some of the team from GALCOM was recently over at the Voice of the Martyrs office over in Oakville, Ontario. And uh, you had some of the latest technology in the radios, but you were sharing about some of the things that people can get involved in uh, can you share some of that with us, Tim?
1: Yeah, absolutely. the first thing that you got to mention is that the radios are made by volunteers. So we probably have I don't know 50 some odd people that give us a morning a week or maybe a full day in a week uh, rotating through our production facility, literally soldering on the antennas onto the circuit boards and plugging everything together and making the radios fix tuning them to the, the frequencies of the stations we're working with around the world. So we'd love for someone else to come give us give us a shout. now if if you're technically, you know, able if you you had electrical background, you're good at soldering all that stuff. Of course, we can use you. If mm-hmm. you've never done anything like this before, we can use you. <laughs> okay. If you can, if you've ever worked with Lego, <laughs> you're qualified. So yeah, there's there's about a half dozen ten steps to make the radios, and any level of of technical ability, we'd love for people to come and help us. Secondly, we've started our radio distribution trips again. We're thrilled. Three years we were grounded, not traveling around any other countries we got a team that's going to go to Peru in May, we're, we're looking at, and then another team perhaps back to Peru or Bolivia or Guatemala in the fall. And so we're recruiting people that want to give us a week of their time, carry some radios in, in their suitcase, share their testimony, share the love of Christ, and hand out a radio to somebody that, again, probably they don't have running water or electricity in their house. So this is probably the most advanced technology they've got. Mm-hmm. We need people to go down and show that love. So that's another way to get involved. And then if you're really technical, we travel the world building radio stations. Mm-hmm. I met a guy that at a missions conference, he goes, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't like kids. I don't like, I can't stand and talk in front of groups. I said, what do you do? He goes, I work for Time Warner. This was down in the States. I said, like, doing what? Well, climbing hydro towers and telephone poles and running cable. And I said, Bob, you're here to meet me. He's <laughs> now gone all over the world with Galcom, putting up towers, hanging antennas, just uh, gold. So if you have that kind of background too, we're always looking for volunteers that are willing to give a week, 10 days, travel around the world and build radio stations.
0: That is exciting. You know, there's no retirement in the kingdom. I, I mean, I, I, I say that, I keep reminding myself, especially, you know, <laughs> as I get older, but people that have these amazing skills. That would just love to use them. So if you're you know, kind of feeling nudged by the Holy Spirit or there's just interest, go to galcom.org. That's galcom.org. I will put the information on the show notes. Uh, there's so many opportunities. Tim, these are interesting times that we're living in. There's no question about it. But these are also very exciting times. And uh, there's, you know, we just we can't take the, you know, the foot off the accelerator, right? We just got to keep going.
1: Yeah. Jesus told him, told us himself in this world, you will have trouble, but never fear. I have overcome the world. So we know, we know we're going to have trouble. We're going to have challenges in our office. Our partners around the world are going to have trouble, but we know that Jesus is overcome. We trust his sovereignty. We trust his power. We trust that this life is temporary. We know that we're not living for this life, but for eternity. And so we keep that perspective. We are going to keep that foot on the accelerator, as you said, and we're going to go full bore sharing the love of Jesus Christ, getting into these unreached people groups, going into these dangerous areas, helping out however we can.
0: Well, we'll keep doing it. And again, we're so privileged to be able to be one of the partners with GALCOM, with the Voice of the Martyrs. You know, we have opportunities like we've never had before. There's the technology, so many things are going on when you watch the news and and I'm a bit of a news junkie, I'm trying to wean my way off a little bit, but you know, you hear what's going on in Ukraine, you hear what's going on in Afghanistan, you see all these things happening around the world. You know, we've come through a pandemic. There's a lot of fear out there. And I mean, we're preachers, we love Jesus, but we know that that is the only hope. And so thank you, Tim, for sharing your heart. I so appreciate you. Uh, you're one of the most positive guys I know. And uh, even when you share some of the challenges you still share with a smile, because I have a feeling, you know
1: that God's going to come through. Because He has, He always does, and every time we get another challenge, it's like, well, let's just pray again. Because God solved that problem—the financial problem, the sickness problem, the customs—and do He keeps solving it, so why not? We're going to keep going back to God because He is faithful and He's able. He
0: is, and I and I'm going to remember that because travel now is just a little more of a challenge, even getting visas for countries, as you mentioned before. Uh, And, you know, I, I don't like to have those kinds of hassles, Uh, but I'm reminded that, you know what, if there's opposition, God must be preparing to do something really great. So, again, Tim, thank you so much, and uh, as you're listening to the podcast today, or maybe you're watching it online, I really encourage you to rate this podcast, maybe write a review, share it with your friends. We want people to be praying for the persecuted church around the world, so we at the Voice of the Martyrs can continue to work with great organizations like GALCOM and the Stendells down at Columbia Pate Cristo, Uh, you know, in Columbia and all around the world. God is doing amazing things. So again, Tim, thank you. God bless you, brother. God bless you, Greg. And remember, the closer you are to Jesus, the closer you are to the fire.